It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. Thanks to you. Please subscribe, review, rate. I got it wrong. You did. Three, two, one. <laughs> I did. Keep it in. All of it in. All of it. Here we go. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. Thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. We are the biggest podcast in the world because of you, and we thank you for that. Subscribe does not mean you're paying for this. Okay, you will follow us at some point, according to Mikey A. You know, when this happens, you're gonna you're gonna be like, "Wow, Mikey A was right." Because I feel like I'm almost getting mocked every time you say that. I don't know <laughs> if people feel like they're paying for this by subscribing. I am here to tell you that you are not. I'm not even getting paid for this. Okay, I mean, it's been a frustration for me for nearly 150 episodes now. As we turn out a third this week, Mikey A. I told you there would be three episodes this week and I, I delivered it how about this we already have an episode for monday i mean amazing I, no i'm i'm floored this is this is four episodes in a week's time and yes. i don't know what to do i'm i'm actually working this is weird what were your uh, takeaways? The Knicks didn't do anything yesterday. You and I are big Knicks fans. But the Knicks <laughs> did get a big win last night. Came back from down like twenty to the Wizards and got a uh, and got a big win. So the Heat, uh, the Knicks now, excuse me, with a better record than the Heat. Where are the Knicks right now in the Eastern Conference standings? I have to check this out. Hold on, Mike, before I get to your thoughts on NBA free agency. Because <laughs> you and I are you and I are very very excited. Uh, the Knicks now twenty three and twenty two. 
That's they over the 500. F- they, if the season ended today, thanks, Mike, they would play the Charlotte Hornets, our buddy Cody Zeller, uh, without LaMelo Ball. I mean, things are looking up in New York. How about that? Uh, anyway, what were your thoughts, your takeaways from uh, free agency yesterday? It was very active, man. Crazy. Well, the Knicks didn't get worse, and that's that's good um, because, you know, it, it, I was worried that they were going to be like all this uh, frustrated energy that they had built up from being out of it for so many years that they were going to push all in and get rid of everything to get some, you know, no-name kind of guy just to be like, right. oh, no, this is the guy that's going to take us to the, to the promised land, and they didn't do that, and I like that. Yeah, uh, so do I. Here's the other kind of takeaways, at least for me. If the Nets are healthy, it doesn't matter what anyone did yesterday. The Nets are going to breeze through the East and make it uh, to the NBA Finals. If the Nets don't get completely healthy, uh, unfortunately for Heat fans and Nick fans, that team that's going to represent the East in the NBA Finals is the Bucks, because the Bucks got a lot better than they were a year ago with the additions of, of Drew Holiday and others. Uh, the Western love- Conference... Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. I, I just want to know how uh, you were around Mike Ryan. How insufferable was he after the Old Depot move? Well, no, see, that happened. Now, now Mike Ryan's going to join us here in a minute. He's going to be a part of this episode. And Amin El Hassan and Tom Habistrow, NBA experts, uh, they're going to join us as well. So we'll have a little, uh, we'll have a little trade deadline uh, roundtable here. Uh, I was not with Mike. So I was with Mike for the first heat move. The guy's name I cannot pronounce, Bezlika, whatever his name is. Which everyone, I'm telling you right now, these guys are going to come on and tell me what a great move that was. That was the better move than the Oladipo trade. Mark it down, I guarantee you. Because these three are dorks, man. They're the guys that will tell you, hey, you got your eye on the wrong deal. It's not Oladipo, it's Bezlika. Okay. Uh, so I was not around Mike when uh, when uh, when the Oladipo deal happened. Um, but I can tell you from knowing Mike that he was a complete cocky jackass. And I will also tell you... <laughs> that we should be thankful that the Blazers beat the Heat last night because Mike would be so unctuous today. Uh, he's going to come on in about five, in, in a couple of minutes here. I guarantee you he will not be nearly as unctuous uh, because the Heat lost last night had he been if the Heat had won. You guarantee know? you he complains about the foul. Of course, they all will. <laughs> I, someone, well, I shouldn't say they all because Amin doesn't really care. Habistro probably cares a little bit, but they're going to complain about that foul. That's Damian Lillard, dude. He's earned that foul. <laughs> Like, if listen, if Lillard takes a straight-up three top of the key and it goes that far to the left, okay, and just kind of, you know, just off the front rim, that means someone messed with Lillard, okay? Someone, like, touched the yellow. Lillard doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He just doesn't do it. So, uh, and then I think of the West, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty easy. LeBron, Anthony Davis, they're healthy. Um, they'll probably make it uh, to the NBA Finals, although I do like uh, what the Nuggets did. With that said, let's bring in... Our panel here, little uh, NBA trade deadline panel, Mikey A, on stupidity. Not what we normally do, but it's oh, going to be fun. This is weird. This yes. is serious. Well, a little serious <laughs> NBA talk? Yeah. yeah we got to be serious once in a while. We'll figure out a way to uh, make it fun and funny because that's what we do here on stupidity. But let's bring in Mike Ryan, Tom Haberstroh, and Amin Elhassan. Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lights. Always have, always will. 
Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Special NBA trade deadline episode here of Stupidity. Amin Hassan going to join us in a couple of minutes. Tom Habistrow as well. Mike Ryan's with us right now. Mikey A with us. Uh, Mikey A, we are pulling off a third episode. I told you there would be three episodes this week. I, I'm floored. I, I am. I I didn't believe in you at all to do this. I thought for sure you would you would crap out after one. And you had every right to not believe in me. Um, Mike Ryan is with us, Mike. So yesterday when we signed off, uh, the Heat had done nothing. I think right when we signed off, they got that Bejlika guy. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Bielitsa. And you told me that was the first of a couple of moves. And then a little while later, a couple of hours after we had signed off, Pat Riley did what Pat Riley does. How about that? Yes. I, and I like that he didn't uh, he didn't blink when it came to the Kyle Lowry situation. Something to monitor there with Kyle Lowry. I don't think he's a buyout candidate, but he very clearly wanted to come to Miami, and Toronto didn't want to make that move without Tyler Hero. Now Toronto slash Tampa stands to lose Kyle Lowry this offseason, not get anything back. I know he has a lot of sentimental value to that franchise. I'm not really sure what they did because, I mean, I guess to one degree you can credit Masai because Tampa is still fighting for a playoff spot. But on the other end of the token, Pat Riley handled that masterfully. I don't think it's a coincidence that Tyler Hero had one of his best games of the season last night. And look what they they turned Kelly Olynyk into Victor Oladipo, a two-time All-Star. They That's, did, yes. They've, yes. they've turned Josh Richardson and Kelly Olynyk into Jimmy Butler and Victor Oladipo. <laughs> At the end, did the Rockets get Harden for Kelly Olenek? <laughs> like, did the Rockets trade away James Harden for Kelly Olenek? I think that's what happened, right? Well, and don't forget, Avery Bradley, who's a major key to this deal, who's played 10 games this season. You thought Avery Miami. Bradley was going to be good for the Heat. You were excited when they signed him. Uh, Avery Bradley was was certainly a need that stuck out like a sore thumb during the NBA Finals, especially when Goran was out. And Goran isn't an all-world defender. He's serviceable, obviously. you got to be to play for the Miami Heat. But when he was out, there wasn't a point-of-attack defender on this roster. And they got carved up. Hell, they got carved up by the likes of Caruso in the NBA Finals. They addressed some of those needs in the offseason um, by adding Avery Bradley, I thought Precious Achua, that draft pick has turned out quite nicely because we saw with the injuries to Bam and Goran, there wasn't really anybody on the roster that could pick up the slack there. So they tried to beef that up. They've made some other moves. I'm not sure how much Trevor Reza has in the tank. He gets the foul, um, ticky-tack foul last night. That was a foul, Damian Mike. Miller. Come on, that was a foul last <laughs> night. Yeah, it was a foul. Don't, don't give me ticky-tack foul. He was all over his elbow. I mean, come on. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He, look, he touched his forearm. I'll admit that, but it didn't affect the shot. And for me, if you're going to call a follow-through foul in that situation, you got to land underneath the guy. It's got to be a little bit more obvious than just tapping the forearm. Like, what, what are you supposed to do there? It's a shame because Bam Adebayo, that's one of the best games I've ever seen Bam Adebayo play. He was great, yeah. And Tyler, Tyler Hero was phenomenal, and I would be max cocky, but I'm feeling pretty good right now because I'm, I'm sure you've all seen the Photoshops right now. 
just from a rotation standpoint, the Miami Heat have improved on last year's team that carved through the Eastern Conference like a hot knife through butter. It's just the Eastern Conference is a, a load lot better um, right now. Um, so we'll see if it's enough to make it back to the NBA Finals. The beauty, uh, they're, they're a whole lot better, the Eastern Conference, in large part because uh, me and Mikey Hayes Knicks are, are a competitive team. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, how about that? You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Get the shit out of here. <laughs> and they're going to pitch Andre Drummond. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. I, I floated the idea. My boy, Andre Drummond, by the way. Uh, we'll get him such, on once that happens. <laughs> such Joachim Noah vibes with the, the Drummond thing. This fan base, like, you, Tom Thibodeau has just totally brainwashed you guys into thinking that basketball is still played this way. Mike, listen, we'll take 500, okay? We'll take 500 and a sixth seed in the East. We're good with that, all right? Look to the standings. You guys are are better than Miami at this point, and God, would I love to draw the Knicks in the first round. That would be amazing. A nice old 4-5. Let's dance. If the the Knicks win that series, will it settle the debate once and for all that Julius Randle is better than Bosh? (laughs) (laughs) What? I, I will concede that tell you what if if julius randall's knicks beat not chris bosh's miami heat just a, a team wearing the miami heat uniform okay i i will concede that yes I, I will and then you but but here's the bet you just have to admit that julius randall is julius randall Fine. if he loses that's Fine. all i need Fine. not orange julius not the guy that uh, that were like when fans cram back into the mecca are going to chant his name like they did for bobby portis last year right all right it's Julius Randle. He's like 26 years upside, old. It's a total upside play for me. I mean, all I have to do is say Julius Randle is Julius Randle. You have to acknowledge Randle's better than Bosch. Yes, just look. I got carried into that one, Mike. He walked no, into no, that no, one. No, 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 no. Mike walked himself into that one. No, 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 no. Because I watch Knicks fan TV and and all this stuff, and you're talking like Julius Randle's one of the game's all-time greats. And honestly, just to admit, hey, we got carried away. It's a 26-year-old that's on his third team. He just had his first All-Star. Maybe Julius Randle isn't anything other than just Julius Randle. Sounds that like to he me found is it fine. To me. Yeah, for a Knicks fan to be <laughs> rational is actually like the actual grand prize here. <laughs> uh, Mike, the beauty of what Riley did yesterday was he got a guy in Victor Oladipo, and so now you add to Butler, to Bam, to Goron to Tyler Hero, to Duncan Robinson. He got those guys without giving up any of the young guys. He made his team better with basically giving up nothing. He upgraded from Kelly Olenek to Victor Oladipo, which is a massive upgrade in an Eastern Conference that you just mentioned that he got through last year without Victor Oladipo. And so now they add him. The East is a bit better, but the Heat are a bit better. The Heat are a lot better. Look at Victor Oladipo's most recent stretch. He was starting to get healthy, find himself a little bit in Houston. That was a good time for him there just to get his offensive game back going. Uh, I'm curious to see how much he gets back to being Victor Oladipo, the all-world perimeter defender. If he can do that for Miami, that's massive. Forget the the point-of-attack defense that Avery Bradley would bring to the table. You have arguably one of the best uh, perimeter defenders in the league if Victor Oladipo can find that form again. You're a little worried here. You're uh, you're the seventh seed right now. You're... uh... Listen, you're uh, you're a game out of being the four seed, but you're also a game out of not being a playoff team. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think with the, I think with the moves made yesterday, I, I feel safe that the Miami Heat are going to make the playoffs. Really? 
You, you weren't safe? listening. Yeah, I mean, I was. You, you said after I mean, the movie. I saw, you, I saw you checking your phone. My dad was texting me about the tea time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, he was. I mean, my dad was texting me about tea times. He knows I'm taping right now. I, I don't understand. I but saw I, you checking wait, your phone. Do you want to test me on what it is that you said? Yeah, I said that the Miami Heat are going to make the playoffs. And you were like, really? I, I, I feel like. That's not a hot take, and you pressed me on it like it was. I Well, I'm not certain they're going to make the playoffs. The Bulls got a oh little bit God. better. The Raptors are still <laughs> lurking around. They could get hot. The Pacers, off to the quietest 20-23 start in NBA history, are just a half game out. I mean, my team's got better yesterday. Now, the Hornets <laughs> the got Pacers worse. They got lost better? Well, no, <laughs> but the Pacers got great coaching. I don't know who it is. But that team, <laughs> with that lack of talent, to be 20-23, just a half game behind the Celtics, that guy should be coach of the year. The, the Pacers got worse. T.J. Warren's out for the year now. Uh, oh, wow. T.J. Warren can drop 40 on you on any given night. <laughs> Please. All right. We're showing our ass here. Let's get some basketball experts into this this episode, please. Amin El Hassan is with us, as is Tom Haberstroh. Uh, Mike thinks the Heat are a, a playoff team, and I'm telling him, guys, and Amin, I'll start with you, he should be a little bit worried. Nice move with Victor Oladipo yesterday. Didn't give up a lot. But the Pacers are lurking, the Raptors are lurking, and the Bulls got a lot better yesterday. <laughs> I mean, make them nervous. <laughs> well, I, I just love that, like, the Pacers are off to the quietest 2023 start in NBA history. Is anything the Pacers do always the quietest in NBA history? Like, if they, yes, yes. Like, they're 35 and 7. It's the quietest 35 and 7 in NBA history. Yes, uh, yes. It works both ways. If they were 7-35, and 35, it'd be the quietest 7-35. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. That's a one-trick pony there. That's Dugatsian for nobody cares, right? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Amin, how much better did the Heat get yesterday? Pat Riley uh, did what Pat Riley does. He got a great player, and he got it for next to nothing. Yeah, he got he got what you guys talked about when they got Ariza. They got some guys, that someone an old vet, right? And I know Oladipo technically isn't old, but that body's old given the what he's gone through. This is a guy that only recently barely climbed over 40% shooting from the field this year. This is a guy I heard Mike talking about his defense. Yeah, like once upon a time, but we haven't seen that. We haven't seen it in Houston. We haven't seen it in Indiana this year. We didn't see it in Indiana last year. So this is really a flyer on someone who, if he can get it back together, wow, what a steal. Right, because you gave up two guys that were in and out of the rotation. Olinick just hasn't had the same shooting uh, year that he's had in the past. Avery Bradley has barely played due to a multitude of injuries, so or medical issues, I should say. So you're saying like, okay, I'm getting two guys that weren't really playing, weren't like a regular contributors, and I'm getting a guy who may also not be a regular contributor, but if he is. He's better than either of those two guys. And then the other part, this is the funny part. This is where Houston is really just trying to save face. He said, we got a pick swap with Miami. I'm like, you're fucking trash. <laughs> that swap is never going to come into play. You're a trash fucking team. You're going to be trash next year. There's no swap. Like, that was just something to let people know, yeah, that's what we got for Oladipo. That's why, you know, we didn't get Karis LeVert because we knew we could get – no, you didn't get anything. So – that's cool. LaMarcus Aldridge, rumored, conjecture, right? If he comes, I guess, again, it's the same thing. 
he's coming for free for minimum. So if he can give you it's like the Blake Griffin to, to Brooklyn thing. If he gives you one good playoff game, paid for himself, right? Just that one game. Well, LaMarcus Aldridge has 16 points in the third quarter. Like, right. that's it. It paid for itself. So it's a And nice he will play. have that game. Like, I feel like he will have that game, right? <laughs> Against Julius Randle. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. In the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> We didn't talk about Euro Josh McRoberts. Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Oh, Belly is really fun to watch. He's a playmaker and he can shoot the hell out of the ball. He's having a down year three point percentage wise. But I love that pickup. Super underrated. It is the Indiana Pacers of, of heat moves at the deadline. Um, just a really good solid role player that can fill that hole for Kelly Olenek. And also like LaMarcus Aldridge is going to go guard Joel Embiid for long stretches in the playoffs where that's what you want him for. He's not a starter. He's not a guy who's going to get you 20 and 10 every night anymore. But I also kind of like the whole, I don't know the dynamic between him and Kawhi Leonard, but I kind of like that you get a guy that you won 60 plus games with in San Antonio and kind of be the mole to be like, Hey, Kawhi. Hey, remember when we won 60 plus games together? Let's try to let's try to win a championship uh, over in Miami. See, we're supposed to be sobering up Mike and Tom comes in with a tray of cocaine. Says, hey, would you like some of this culture? Right. He's shimming on the on the Zoom right now. You can't start with the quiet stuff, man. The quiet stuff is I mean, that's that's dangerous. That's like uh, I'm, I'm pawning off things, items in my house. To buy more of this this in, <laughs> this drug to, to just take me to that another level. Real quick on Bielitsa, you call him Euro Josh McRoberts. I think he's better than that. Yes, but I'm trying to give right? something to peg for Heat fans to understand like, what kind of play. I would say, well, Ooh, I would don't go Josh McRoberts. <laughs> yeah, like, before the injury. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think who would he be uh, because he's a playmaker, but he's also a really good shooter. So just say better Kelly Olynyk. Better Kelly Olynyk. Better I Kelly think would be a better. Yeah. Is he more athletic, Kelly Olynyk, or not? Uh, probably a lateral move in terms of athleticism. Agile. He's more agile. So he's not explosive, but he's he moves more like a guard than Kelly Olynyk, who's kind of a little bit lumbering and methodical in the way he moves. Um, yeah, that, that that might ultimately be the best the best piece they acquired, like the guy who goes out there and and can make plays and makes you uh, as a team that values passing he may, he's another great passer as a team that values shooting he's another great shooter and so some of the offensive issues that the team has had of late he could be a guy that could help with that and i also think with victor oladipo you have to keep in mind he was on maybe the worst three-point shooting team of all time in houston they had four guys around him that could not shoot. They definitely have the record for most missed threes per, per game. Hold on. But Shaq said you have to – I mean, uh, Candace Parker told Shaq you have to switch everything in the league because everybody's a shooter. Yeah. Oh, Shaq's so dumb. Oh, yeah, dumb Shaq. So Victor Oladipo is trying to create, you know, lemons – or he's trying to create lemonade out of lemons there in Houston. He doesn't have the spacers that, you know, he doesn't, he didn't have a Duncan Robinson on the Houston Rockets, for example, not saying the Miami heat are, you know, flooded with shooters. They're not. But I think when you looked at Victor Oladipo's drives and his shooting percentages, he's going into a lot of traffic and teams aren't incentivized to go help out on the perimeter because it's a miss. It's going to be a miss. So they camp out in the paint and Victor Oladipo's going into trees. So, um, 
I, I still am a little weary about his athleticism at this stage. After that knee injury, his dunk rate has fallen by 60%. He is not the same athlete as the one that we saw be a lockdown defender in the past or the one who was in a dunk competition. So those days are gone for Victor Oladipo. But remember, he does go see David Alexander in Miami. That's his guy. That's his trainer who has helped build up his body since the, since the knee injury. So you have that in Miami as well. Um, so maybe you, you can see him, you know, get stronger in the Miami Heat culture and also have a little bit more space to operate with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Duncan Robinson out there. Metrics. I mean, they're, they're really encouraging numbers over the last month for Victor Oladipo. He could do better with the efficiency, but I mean, as recent as his final game with, uh, with the Houston Rockets, there were flashes of the other Victor Oladipo. I don't think he's going to be the same explosive player, but this is a guy that's been trying to force his way to Miami seemingly for, for two years. Dwayne Wade, low-key, what a mover and shaker in the NBA. <laughs> Getting Jimmy Butler laying the foundation there and Victor Oladipo can turn out to be a player. I, I imagine Victor Oladipo is going to find himself even more in a Miami Heat uniform, I mean. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Dwayne Wade, as long as the guy either played for Marquette or played for Tom Crean, you guys are in. So Anthony Edwards, what, 2026? Yeah. <laughs> Clock's already ticking. That's our guy. <laughs> Dwayne Wade will, will bring him home. Um, no, I, I think Oladipo, it, it's it's exactly you know what I said in the beginning. It's a, it's a buy low, and this could turn out to be a huge kind of payoff. And if it doesn't pay off, so you gave up Kelly Olynyk and Avery Bradley. I mean, those are good players, don't get right. me wrong, but like, I'm not like weeping over. Oh my God! I can't believe we gave up the rights to this guy who's gonna could have been this or that. I think you're pretty much guaranteed to be as good as you were gonna be before the trade. So it's a worthwhile risk. Tom, what's the uh, what's the ceiling with the moves that the Heat made, getting Victor Oladipo, and then looking at the landscape and what the rest of the Eastern Conference did? I guess the ceiling without Oladipo was they made it to the NBA Finals last year. Um, what is the ceiling? Where do you see this Heat team kind of fitting in in the Eastern Conference? I still think the ceiling is the NBA Finals. When you talk about 16-win players, they still have Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler and Goran Dragic. They all have to be healthy in order to reach that ceiling. I think you can say that for a lot of East teams. But um, I think one of the things you have to remember is this, this offense was awful. It's been awful this season. And they needed offensive players. And Victor Oladipo and, and Bializia are those guys – if they're healthy and playing up to their potential. So I think their ceiling is just about the same as last year. A lot of things had to break right for them last year in the playoffs. But, um, you know, Tyler Hero, if he can play like he did last night, um, this team is going to be a lot better going into the playoffs. They have Trevor Ariza. You want to know why they got Trevor Ariza? Watch what they did last night with him. He just he just completely smothered Damian Lillard. And if it weren't for the referees, I think the Heat pulled that game last night. So Trevor Reza was hounding him 94 feet last night, and they had to go to C.J. McCollum a lot down the stretch. So um, I think that's uh, another nice pickup for the Heat if they if they can keep Trevor Reza healthy after not playing for basically a year. Metrics. Could you guys knock it off with the call last night? That call was fine There were a bunch night. of I mean, calls. Damian Lillard. It wasn't just one call. It was a lot of ticky-tack <laughs> foul calls with Duncan Robinson and uh, – a reason right. down the stretch, but Damian Lillard, if he wasn't going to go to the free throw, he was probably going to go hit like a, a ton of threes. So whatever with that guy. Oh my gosh, folks. 
Gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I mean, in the, at the end, why do you think Kyle Lowry was not dealt? What happened there? What happened in Toronto? I think uh, Bobby Webster, Masai Ujiri, the guys who are in charge of Toronto, they they drew a hard and fast line in the sand. We need at least this. And we're okay with walking away with not getting anything for him. And from what I understand from the Lakers, it was THT. And from the, the Heat, it was Tyler Hero. And the Heat wouldn't budge and the Lakers wouldn't budge. And so they basically called the bluff. And Masai said, all right, we're not going to do it. And then sometimes, sometimes you got to do that, I think, to send the message to people around the league, you can't wait me out. I'll take an L on this one so that the next negotiation we do, people will know, hey, he's serious. He's crazy enough to do it. It was Rachel Nichols on on the jump that kind of shed light on this whole Kawhi stuff. And I know you've been pumping the brakes, but you're also mayor of Heat Island guy, and you you made uh, a point to – mention the the tie between Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard the Kyle Lowry thing I think is super interesting that he wanted to go to Miami Jimmy Butler LaMarcus Aldridge they were under Jordan contracts doing shoot tours together with Ka- uh, Kawhi wait, Leonard wait, wait, what was that Kyle well, Lowry I don't even know about this how deep did you go there they they were Jordan guys they went on shoot tours together they did press together so I mean <laughs> I guess they're friends and if you want something a little bit more concrete than that, than just press junkets, which are a dime a dozen, it's who did who did Kawhi Leonard pick up the phone and call first to partner up with? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, yeah. not uh, Paul George. So I didn't even think this Kawhi thing was real. And then you peel back the layers and you see the the Kawhi uh, the the Kyle Lowry insistence on Miami over. Uh, Los Angeles, and you start to wonder, do people know something? Is this actually in play? So, Amin, mm-hmm. I'm obviously doing the fan theory thing where I'm Photoshopping people into uniforms, but I, for this thing to come out of nowhere all of a sudden and, and us not hear a peep about it, that kind of actually falls in line with what the Heat kind of do when they make moves like this. Well, guys, let me tell you this. I'll tell you a story about 2008. <laughs> there's my mayor <laughs> you know, is that the prop you were reaching for yeah. the cigar <laughs> that's my mayoral uh, prop right there uh, cigar there <laughs> <laughs> 2008 everybody knew the Miami Heat were clearing out cap space for a big 2010 no one knew who they were going to try and get they just thought they were getting in line like everybody else. But what ended up happening was a connection that was born in the Olympics, right? 
on international travels overseas. Guys became friends. And lo and behold, two years later, they pull off the biggest free agency hall in the history of the NBA. And I'm here to tell you constituents of this fair municipality that we call Heat Island, that history has a tendency to repeat itself. So you're in on the Kawhi thing. I'm in on the Kawhi thing, (laughs) and here's why. Let me tell you something. I'm going to teach you guys something about... What gave it away, Mike? The leaning back and the puffing of a cigar? (laughs) It was the prop. It really hammered the point home. It was helpful, supplemental to what we were doing. I'll tell you why, ladies and gentlemen, why. And I'm going to learn you something called NBA media speak, right? I'm not talking about your people on Twitter. Oh, I have 17,000 followers and I hear sources. No, no, no. Talking about the heavyweights, right? I'm talking about people like Rachel Nichols. Rachel Nichols does not drop things kind of just grabbing from the sky. Rachel brings up that name. She didn't say, hey, a free agency class that is headlined by Kawhi Leonard. She went right to Kawhi Leonard. When you do that, when you're Rachel Nichols and you do that, that is the, I'm not breaking news, but I'm just letting you know that this is on the radar in the same way that people knew leading up to 2010 that, hey, they might be trying to get a couple of these guys, but nobody really knew. Now, I've done the homework, gentlemen, of pulling up all the free agents coming up in 2021, whether they have a restricted free agency, a uh, an unrestricted free agency, or a player option on them. I didn't count the team option, guys, because you don't want them. That's not who we're talking about here. And... The names that I have on this list are Kawhi Leonard, and then we take a dip. It goes to Kyle Lowry. It goes to DeMar DeRozan. It goes to Victor Oladipo. It goes to Andre Drummond. And then we take another dip, and we're talking about the Norman Powells and the Montrez Harrells of the world. But I say all this to say, guys, there is one big fish in the sea, or you might call him a whale. And who's the best whale hunter you know? <laughs> a quail. A quail. Go quail, boy. So to throw some cold water on this, I, I texted with an oh! executive last night. I said, "What are the chances that uh, Kawhi Leonard becomes available this summer? He has a player option next next. You can you can decline that, become a free agent." He said, "Less than one percent." I was like, okay. "I don't All know. Right. Um, I don't think I don't think people." are properly estimating the fact that the, the LA Clippers we're dealing with that right now is the Clippers going into the playoffs with Rondo. If playoff Rondo doesn't show up, that deal is a disaster. Um, because what we saw with Dallas Mavericks and Rick Carlisle a few years ago, things can flame out very fast with Ray John Rondo. If it isn't great, if it's either going to be amazing or it's going to be a disaster with Rondo, there is no in between. Secondly, he did not sign a extension when Paul George signed in an extension. And I think people around the league also noted that is Paul George signs a four-year extension with the, with the Clippers in December and Kawhi Leonard still has not done that. I don't know what that means in terms of this summer, but he could have signed an extension. He didn't. So the other thing I want to point out is by not putting Tyler hero into the deal for Kyle Lowry and by the golden state warriors, not putting in any sort of, or, or making a deal at the deadline, Everybody in the league is watching Bradley Beal. Everyone in the league is watching what happens with Bradley Beal. They're four games out of the 10 spot. 
in the Eastern Conference, even the chance to get in the play-in. Um, this is a really bad Wizards team, and I think a lot of teams out there are looking at the Bradley Beal situation and keeping the powder dry for those assets to put into a trade. Can the Miami Heat get Bradley Beal if he was made available? I don't know. With uh, a deal around Tyler Hero, I don't think that's going to cut it. Do you put Bam out of bio in a deal for Bradley Beal? I don't think you do. So who is it out there that the Miami Heat see as their big whale this summer? I think it might be Kawhi Leonard. Metrics. Uh, I mean, you were shaking your head no during all of that. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a Bradley Beal deal to be met, made for for the Heat. The, 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 the first-round pick situation is really just – it knocks you out of any kind of contention to acquire someone by a trade. So that's what makes the Kawhi Leonard thing even doubly pressing yep. for the Miami Heat. They're going to put a full court press on them because this is now they're only in a weird way. Most of the time we talk about teams not being able to sign players. The only avenue we have to acquire players is by a trade. The Heat are in the opposite situation. They can't trade for anybody because they don't have the assets to do it. The only way they can get a guy is by a free agency. And so Kawhi is going to be that guy. And remember, you know, the this isn't the the situation that he signed up for. We saw it all year long last year, whether him looking disgustedly at Reggie Jackson, kind of vomiting the ball out of bounds, or Paul George and his endless list of complaints and, and like finger pointing and it wasn't me, it wasn't my fault, it was my shoulder, it was Doc. It was I mean, that can't be fun for Quad to look around and say, this isn't quite the powerhouse that I thought I was going to be building here that would He chose him, I mean. I mean, he chose Paul George. Well, he didn't choose Paul. Well, like Mike said. He well, not first, but he, he but eventually he chose him. But, yep. but He settled. He settled, yes. and the guy that you could have had, but you settled for the other guy, you look at what he's doing over there. You look at how happy he is. You look at how fulfilled he is. You look how successful they are. And you got an opportunity two years later to say, you know, maybe I – Mea culpa, can I get a mulligan? I'll join you over there. I think it's a game changer. Another thing on this is Dan Craig. People outside of Miami Heat might not know who Dan Craig is, but he is a future head coach in the league in the Eric Spolster tree. And they let him go, leave the 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 confines of American Airlines <laughs> Arena to go where? <laughs> Clippers. That's that's hustling in reverse. Though. I love that shit. Though. No, no, I love that, Tommy. Way to piece that I'm all just, together. I'm just yeah, saying, beautiful. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, they didn't let him go yeah. take any job. They let him. It's take like the they job. planted him there. Yes. Yeah. The have yeah. you guys yeah. ever seen? Have you ever seen the movie The Manchurian Candidate? <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, kids. I mean, you said the Sleeper the Miami Heat. <laughs> I mean, you said the Miami Heat don't have the assets. Are you just making Tyler Hero what he was the first half of the season? Because Tyler Hero, last postseason, was absolutely the type of player that could be a centerpiece in a Bradley Beal deal. There's two things going on there. One is my valuation of Tyler Hero is a lot lower than I think what a lot of people either uh, in Miami or around Miami or you know media pundits have it. Uh, going into the season, my buddy Kendrick Perkins said Tyler Hero is going to be an all-star, and I said you're out of your mind. He he's he's not that good. I mean, I'm not saying he's not good. He's not that good. That word that is very important. So part of it is that. Part of it is even with even if he is as good as as you guys feel he is, a future all-star. That's not enough. That's not how deals work in this league, because I'm I want 
like think about Anthony Davis, right? Anthony Davis, they got a a future All Star in uh, Brandon Ingram, but they also got Lonzo Ball. They got Josh Hart. They got three first round picks and two pick swaps. Like that's the going rate. You you got to give me some other assets. You can't just say, "Well, Tyler Hero," and just sit back and, yeah, and, and well, salary filler. Opposite end of the spectrum. Look what James Harden just went for. I mean, he still, sometimes he still uh, went. Look, for, Griff is good at his job. He still went. Griff for is good, at, but he's still like I get it. It's four Nets first round picks that aren't going to be great, but they kind of the the Rockets fucked that up on their own. They could have gotten Karis LeVert and probably Jared Allen and stopped there and, and taken the picks and be like, okay, that's the deal. They had a crazy owner who wanted dumbass shit, and that's what happened, right? But the idea is that they still got those four first-round picks, and if something goes wrong for the Nets, because it could happen. Tom, the, the grand stage of the playoffs, though, inflates everybody's value. You want to talk about first-round draft picks, Precious Achua, Tyler Hero, they can all of a sudden become a lot more valuable than, what, a late-round, first-round draft pick? Well, I want to clarify one thing. I, I believe the pick swap that the Heat gave to Houston actually pick swaps with the Brooklyn Nets pick. So if the Brooklyn Nets have a, a better record than the Miami Heat, they can actually pick swap it with the heat and get a little bit better value out of that Nets pick um, in a couple of years. So um, it's not a huge pick swap. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. It's maybe a couple slots and the heat don't lose their pick. They just have to swap it. Um, secondly, Tyler hero, if you go to 538.com, which takes the player stats and, and compares them to player stats from, from the past historical comps based on age and your abilities on the floor statistically, the top NBA comp for Tyler Hero is Jamal Murray. The second highest comp for, for Tyler Hero is Bradley Beal. It's not 100% comp, but when you're talking about a, a kid that young producing in the playoffs, you can see how you can look at a guy like Jamal Murray, who's a borderline all-star player, and then Bradley Beal, who just started the all-star. Like You can see that there's a ceiling there statistically. I don't think he gets there. Bradley Beal is, is one of the best players on the planet. But um, there is statistical backing to say that Tyler Hero has an all-star, borderline all-star future. Now, when you talk about Precious Achua, you talk about Tyler Hero, um, Duncan Robinson isn't really a prospect anymore. I just don't think it's going to trump whatever the Golden State Warriors put on the table for Bradley Beal. They would put on the table that Minnesota pick, which is top four protected this summer. It could be the number five pick in a loaded draft this summer. And also... Um, James Wiseman, I think, has a higher ceiling than Tyler Hero. So if you're the Washington Wizards and you're looking at the, what the Heat can offer, I just don't think it's going to trump whatever Golden State has. I ain't a fan. I'm a whiz that I respect, little boy. Uh, guys, I want to shift gears here just over to the, uh, to the Western Conference. I thought one of the more intriguing deals uh, yesterday was, well, the Magic, I don't know what the hell they were doing. But I thought one of the deals that was was a major upgrade was Gordon to the Nuggets. Um, I think it gives them an added scorer. I think it gives them a guy who can guard LeBron if they make it that far, if they end up facing uh, the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals or Western Conference Semifinals. What did you guys make of that move? I thought that was a pretty uh, interesting move by the Nuggets. Yeah, so you're looking at they're replacing Jeremy Grant. Like they let, they traded Jeremy Grant to Detroit, basically uh, letting him go. Jeremy Grant having a great year in Detroit, coming down a little bit uh, recently, but they're replacing him on the roster. They didn't have a defender like Jeremy Grant on this team who can um, who can block shots on the weak side, who's strong enough and versatile to guard those big wings in the Western Conference like Kawhi, Paul George, and LeBron. 
Um, that's a really nice deal for Denver. And they still kept Michael Porter Jr., which is interesting. You're able to swing for a real difference yeah. maker without giving up your best prospect on the team. Um, again, like I think a lot of teams are ho- holding their best assets here in case Bradley Beal becomes available this summer. Um, and that's and that's a big de- that's a big move for Denver at the deadline. But I still, of all the trade deadline moves that happen, I don't know if anything really shook up the top of the NBA. Like Rondo to the t- to the Clippers, like Aaron Gordon to Denver. I don't think it's really going to change things. The pecking order in the at the top at the NBA uh, championship odds. But I do think that's a really nice pickup uh, for for Denver. Change of scenery bump, very real when it comes to Orlando. Tom, the only thing I'll disagree with there is maybe it does change the pecking order a bit if LeBron and or Anthony Davis don't come back and they're not healthy, you know? Maybe it changes stuff a little bit, I'm right? with you, man. I, I think not enough people are talking about the injuries with uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James and just assuming that in a month and a half they're going to be 100% healthy. The number one predictor of injury is previous injury. And so when you see LeBron James going out with a high ankle sprain, he's out for a month, it's not so much that he's going to be out for a month, is that that might have a re-injury or an aggravation injury later on. And the same thing with Anthony Davis and his Achilles issue and his calf issue. We saw the same thing with KD. He was out for a month plus with a calf issue, and then he tore his Achilles. And it wasn't necessarily, hey, he's only out for a month. He'll be back and fine. It was that he came back too early to rescue their championship hopes, and then a disaster struck. That is what worries me about the Los Angeles Lakers is the re-injury factor of Anthony Davis and LeBron James for the championship stretch. Tom, how big of a deal is it that the Lakers didn't make a deal? Everybody else in the West seemed to get a little bit better, and the Lakers just kind of stayed put. They don't really have much to offer outside of THT. So, I mean, Cal Kuzma, I don't think that people around the league value Cal Kuzma as much as LeBron does on his Twitter feed. Um, And so when you look at the value that they have, it's not great. Um, And so the same deal with the Clippers. They don't have much to offer, and – Man, they put two picks in that deal to get Rondo. Rondo, Rondo, like statistically, is one of the worst players in the NBA this season. And they give up Lou Williams and two uh, two draft picks to get that player. I'm as big of a believer as playoff Rondo as anybody, but man, the Clippers have nothing left uh, to offer any team when it comes to uh, when it comes to striking another deal. They're 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 basically tapped out here. Damn, I didn't ask my Norman Powell question. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> underrated move Tom is that not an underrated move Norman Powell Blazers they get Nurkic back McCollum's healthy now they get Powell who's playing great Nurkic who cares I think the Blazers could be in the NBA Finals if LeBron whoa, doesn't get healthy whoa, they how can't. about that so did you do the they're gonna make some noise is can make the finals higher on the pecking order than make some noise in the playoffs um no, nothing is higher than making some noise in the playoffs because it doesn't even matter if you win a series or not. the Knicks are going to do it. If you, like, if you just extend someone out to a seventh game, that's making a little noise for an eight seed, you know? And there's nothing like making a little noise in the playoffs. I'd rather make a little noise than make it to the NBA Finals is what I'm Whoa. trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, I think can make the NBA Finals way higher on the, on the, on the chart than yeah, you're probably make some right. noise. I, yeah. I like yeah. the pickup. Um, they gave up a good player in Gary Chen Jr. who pl- who balled out in the playoffs last year. Um, Norman Powell's a really, really good uh, player, but I think it's not a, a difference maker. It's not going to move the needle. And I just love the fact that right after we're like almost wrapping up this thing, the question you were dying to ask the panel was about yes, Norman yes. Powell. It's just like, <laughs> yes. it's just classic. That's great. Well, listen, I have him on my fantasy team, and he's exceeded every single expectation I've ever had. And I, so this is what happens. I get very upset when the guy like Fournier goes from the Magic to the Bull or to the Celtics. 
because he was averaging like 22 a game with the Magic over his last 10, and now he's going to be like the fourth option on the Celtics. And so my fantasy team really took a hit yesterday, which is why I was asking about Norman. But I had him. Now he goes to the Blazers, and he's behind CJ and Dame in terms of the pecking order. This, there, this feels you know? like when I had like Cameron Mabin on my baseball fantasy <laughs> baseball team, and I was like, this guy's going to be a 40-40 guy. And then suddenly you're like, wait, did I really think Cameron Mabin was going to win me my fantasy baseball league? Yeah, it's not a healthy we thing all to do did is to look point. at fantasy yes. baseball as like real, real, uh, real life sports. Yeah, we all went in on Maven at some point. Way too high. Way too early in the draft. Uh, Tommy, thanks for, uh, thanks for doing this. We appreciate it. Thanks for having it. me, guys. Anything you want to promote? Yes, the Haber Show pod with Ethan Strauss. We talk all about Steve Kerr and that KD tweet and Drew Schiller. Why did Steve Kerr go after that guy? No one knows this team better than Ethan Strauss, who has his victory machine book out in paperback. And we talk all about his new chapter on the Haber Show with me and Amin Hassan. Download it wherever you listen to podcasts, the Haber Show. All right, Tom. No, it's a uh, busy time for you, so we appreciate the time. Thank you, and have a great appreciate weekend, it. my you friend. But the hate is still troll. I love Hammer Show. I love Hammer Show. I love Hammer Show. All right, explain to me what happened with the Orlando Magic. What did they do yesterday? Did they get better? I mean, what? What they can, listen? They're an eight seed, a nine seed, a ten seed every year. They traded away all their major parts. Uh, I mean, why did they do that? Well, I mean, I think for me, uh, this is the biggest question that any franchise can answer and every player can answer. If you answer correctly, everything works out for you. If you answer incorrectly, you you fuck around a lot. It's who am I? Who are we? The Orlando Magic looked at us like, who are we? We're a team that if everything breaks right, we might be in the playing tournament. Okay. And the right to getting shellacked uh, by the by the Nets or the Sixers. That's it's not it's not a meaningful thing. It doesn't take us anywhere. We're not advancing as a franchise. We're kind of stuck where we are. Where they were was as good as they were going to get. You 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 asked the other day, Vucevic. Oh, should he get Vucevic? And I said, I don't think he's a guy who impacts winning. I think Orlando looked at it and said, I don't think he's a guy who impacts winning either. And said, Hey, you're going to give me Wendell Carter Jr., who is hasn't played well in Chicago, but is super young and has upside. You're giving me Otto Porter. That's just filler. But you're giving me two first-round picks. This year, top four protected. Okay, that basically Chicago is going to send them either a low lottery pick or something outside of the lot. They're not going to send them a top because it, it can't get to five, six, or seven for them. It's either top four or it's going to be 12, 13, 14, stuff like that. But two years from now, that pick is completely unprotected. And so you're telling me, oh, the Chicago Bulls will have everything under control in two years? I'll take that bet for a guy who is on the wrong side of 30 and is a terrible defensive player. And I think, my opinion, someone who offensively gets stats but doesn't move the needle as far as making your team successful as a centerpiece. That was great return on value. The uh, the Aaron Gordon one is more interesting because I thought they could have gotten more we talk about a guy who's 25 years old, under contract for two years, $18 million this year, 16 next year, and a kind of jack-of-all-trades who can do a little bit of everything. I thought they could have got a little bit more. Gary Harris um, was a guy who came into this league as a shooter, and uh, the first four years or five years of his career, he shot like 37% from three, and you're like, okay, decent. And uh, in the last few years, last three years here, he's fallen off a cliff. 
I believe if I'm looking at this right, the last three years, he shot something like 31% from three when you combine it all. Uh, or, or excuse me, 30, 32.5%. So uh, it's, a, it's a case of, well, can he regain what he once was when he came out of this league? Maybe. RJ Hampton, he's young. Could he become something? Maybe. And then, uh, what? I guess they got a, a, a protected first round pick in 2025. I thought it was a decent haul for Gordon, but just I, I would have liked to see a lot more. I'd like to hear uh, former President Barack Obama's thoughts on what transpired with the Bulls yesterday. He's a big Bulls He's fan. Big Bulls I'd like fan, to hear yeah. from him. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, today's a day to rejoice uh, for the people of Chicago, the greater Chicago land area. Uh, as a lifelong Bulls fan, uh, I'm happy to see the team uh, take steps to uh, push the team into the future. When you pair uh, Nikola Vucevic uh, with Zach Levine, uh, that's a hell of a one-two punch, folks. Uh, now, some folks across the aisle, they don't want that. Uh, like Amino Hassan, he says that Nikola Vucevic is just a paper all-star. But I disagree. I believe in hope. I believe in change. I believe in the Chicago Bulls. God bless America. God bless Billy Donovan. And God bless Arturis Cardinals. Uh, I can't say his name quite right. Uh, Michelle, stop it. Can you help me with this name? Anyways, you get the idea. This is Barack Obama, and I approve this message. <laughs> I thought they all ended with God bless Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. God bless Michael Jordan. Mikey A., you nailed it. Uh, two of the three uh, said that was a bad call on Lillard last night. <laughs> and I nailed it where all three told us that Bezlika was the best. <laughs> I never even heard of the guy. <laughs> One of my favorite things about producing you yes. is watching you drown trying to say names, and I'm standing on the deck of the ship holding the life preserver, and I'm never going <laughs> to throw it to you. I am never going to throw it to you. You are going to drown in some of these names, and I'm going Thank to you. watch. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> that why don't you uh, why don't you try to pronounce his name because <laughs> i don't have to <laughs> well neither do i because the title of this podcast is stupidity Stu out here for my friends over at miller light a lot's changed over the years one thing that hasn't the great taste of miller light Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.